What's good, y'all? It's your boy RC Takes, and you're listening to From Long Range, the dopest hoops podcast in the game. Keep it locked and join me as we discuss the latest NBA news and notes, starting with the Dallas Mavericks. I'm giving you these takes from a long range, so make sure you subscribe and leave that five-star review. Otherwise, what you listening for? I appreciate it. Let's get it, y'all. You know what it is. It's your boy RC Takes, and you are listening to From Long Range. You can find me on Twitter at Senior Takes. I'm coming to you live from Alto Team Studios, where it's always AT4L. This is episode four, and today we're going to have a quick NBA season preview. I have the top five best top five best teams in the NBA, as well as the bottom five. We'll also review the Mavericks preseason, catch you up on exactly what's been going on there. Luca's a beast, and KP looks extra healthy. And lastly, I have some basketball nuggets, some fantasy basketball nuggets for you guys that'll help you with your uh, draft as the season is quickly approaching. Keep it locked in. Let's get it, y'all. The wait is officially over. The season begins here shortly Uh, on Tuesday, actually tomorrow, October 22nd on TNT, guys. We get uh, New Orleans and Toronto. And on the late cap, we'll get both LA squads going at it, which we all can't wait to see. Unfortunately, we want to get to see Zion off the bat. He is uh, out with that knee injury, obviously. But um, for the most part, that would be an interesting game. Um, I do believe Toronto is going to get their rings that night as well. So... Overall, will be a fun night. The Mavericks season doesn't kick off until Wednesday when they'll take on the uh, Wizards, and that'll be in Washington as well. This is going to be one of the most interesting NBA seasons that we've had in a really long time. The race is wide open. There's no telling who's going to uh, win as each team has their own individual flaws that'll prevent them from reaching the ultimate goal. Uh, The race from top to bottom could be decided by injuries as well. Who isn't playing could be just as important as who is playing. We all know that um, the Lakers are, I mean, not the Lakers. Well, the Lakers too, they're out. Uh, they are experiencing some injury issues with uh, AD's uh, thumb, I do believe he's out. Um, I'm, I do believe he's gonna start the, uh, start. he's gonna play when the season begins, but uh, Paul George will not be playing. He's going to be out, I do believe, to start the uh, season out with the uh, shoulder uh, injury as he um, did have shoulder surgery, so shoulder surgery as well. Um, I did wanna also provide, I have the top five teams in the entire league um, that I feel starting out the season would be the uh, Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, the 76ers. Um, that would be along with the Rockets and Jazz. Those are my uh, top five, six teams. Um, those last two are going to battle each other on um, the Rockets and the Jazz because they're, they are similar squads. Um, they both have similar uh, makeups, not um, too deep. Not very deep, not very deep teams, but they do have uh, top-heavy squads with superstars that should be able to carry them. Um, the Rockets, I'm not as high on them as most are. Um, I've explained that before with two dominant ball handlers, uh, two ball-dominant superstars like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It's going to be difficult for them to. I feel like it's going to be difficult for them to mesh because they're both used to doing the same thing. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be fun to see. I mean, who the hell am I? To uh, I don't have MVPs on my 
resume. So I will gladly eat uh, eat crow if they're able to make it work and, and reach the ultimate goal like uh, like the Rockets hope they can. But I mean, who knows? It's going to be fun to just watch it, watch it and see exactly how this all plays out. It's also going to be fun to keep an eye on the Jazz. They're my dark horse team to win it all. I feel like if they can, um, if some injuries get in the way, they could sneak their way into the Western Conference Finals and potentially into the Finals. And once we all know once you get to the Finals, anything can happen. Um, we've seen injuries and all types of things impact the Finals and, and make it unpredictable. That's why this season is going to be so much fun. And I'll continue to say that because it's facts, guys. It's facts. My bottom five squads this year are going to be the Cavs, the Hornets, the Suns, the Knicks, also the Thunder and Wizards. Uh, this is going to be my reasoning behind these squads is going to be pretty uh pretty easy so if you got money i would stay away from these squads uh, probably because they're going to lose but i mean if you're betting a spread but that's something that i don't too much like to do but the Cavs, they uh they did pick up darius garland in the draft who is also a point guard who also plays the same position as their best player who is colin sexton so it's going to be difficult i feel like for them to make any type of headway because I mean, they, and they picked up John Beeline, who was a college coach, who's almost like, I think he's like 68 years old, so, no, 65, 65, 68, somewhere around there, but it's, the, either way, it's going to be difficult for them to be relevant with such a young team. I mean, we just saw them get beat by 40 points, can't remember by who, but they, they took that L on the head. Now, the Hornets, um, we all know that they let Kimba Walker go to the Celtics, and they added Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is a good player, and I don't even think he's better than Kimba Walker, so there's no way that they're going to be relevant with, which, relevant with just his addition. Um, it's, once again, Michael Jordan, he's got a young squad um, with void of a lot of talent. So that's uh, another reason why I put them in my bottom five squads. Uh, the Suns, they're, <laughs> they've drafted high in the draft the last couple of years. Um, I don't feel like uh, that their squad is anything to uh, pay attention to. The main thing that I would look for with them is, is it is, is Devin Booker going to stay on the team? Or will they look to move him uh, because he's disgruntled? Uh, Devin Booker probably is the most veteran and probably the most talented player on that team. So at some point, I feel like he's going to be ready to play for a contender and stop wasting his years in Phoenix where they're playing below 500 ball regularly. The Knicks, uh, they may be exciting, but for the most part, they're the Knicks. Don't look for them to do anything spectacular or surprise us in any way for the most part they're going to uh, be the same most dysfunctional Knicks that's as far as I can see um, the addition of Marquise one of the Morris twins but that's going to add some attitude to the squad Julius Randle add some attitude to the team Dennis Smith Jr. he also has that that attitude but just because you have a, um, a competitive basketball DNA that doesn't necessarily guarantee wins um, they don't have the uh, necessary parts I, I feel like to be competitive. <laughs> to me, honestly, I don't even see why they don't bring Melo back if he wants to and just have fun with that, that last year and show respect to one of the best Knicks that's put on that jersey. Um, I have some sleeper squads as well. I don't feel like a lot of people are mentioning the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets were actually the number one team out west last year. They didn't perform too well in the playoffs, but they did have the best record and they finished first. That entire team is coming back. I don't believe that they had made any major additions or subtractions to the team. So it's going to be uh, fun to see exactly how they, they mesh as well. Now, this uh, Nugget team is really, really young. Let me take a look at it real quick at the roster. Okay. 
Now, Jamal Murray, of course, we all know him. Paul Millsap is getting long in the tooth, but but he is a solid pickup, and he generally um, he gets the job done. Um, nobody on the roster necessarily uh, is eye popping or, or gets you uh, moves you in a certain direction, but they they mesh well and they play really really well together, which is why they were the number one number one ranked team last year um, and, and going into the playoffs. Now, uh, <clears throat> also don't forget about Jokic. I'd be uh, I'd be unintelligent. I'd be uh, retarded. To not mention Jokic as he's a top five fantasy p- basketball player, period. In addition to Jokic just being an all-around stud, he definitely averages a double-double. And we saw what he did um, all regular season last year. So uh, that that's one super squad. I already spoke about the Jazz, uh, the, how they added uh, Mike Conley, they added Bogdanovich, and then uh, Ed Davis as well. All three of those pickups are going to matter um, as the season progresses. They just made their team a little bit deeper. Uh, don't forget about Joe Ingles as well um, and <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, who is probably the best player, the most talented player on their team um, and has, has been all over the place. He even led Team USA, just a solid player all around. So I look for the Jazz to definitely matter. Lastly, my uh, for my sleeper squads, I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers. They're definitely going to be a squad to keep a lookout for. Um, you can't ever sleep on Dame Lillard or CJ McCollum. Both of them are outstanding shooting guards, period. Even though Dane plays point, but they both can flat out shoot the ball. So it's gonna be difficult to keep up with them. You're definitely gonna have to have a perimeter, uh, centric perimeter focus to to address that team, period. Also don't sleep on the addition of Hassan Whiteside. He is definitely, uh, he's been an enigma so far. Shown flashes of talent where he, people have been like, man, you can definitely start a almost he can be a key, not about to say start a franchise with him, but that's that's speaking, that's those expectations are too high. He's more like a, a high level big man that can definitely get you points. I'm thinking maybe 16 and 10, 12 a, a game, but he's been so inconsistent, it's, it's hard to put a specific role on him because whenever expectations are placed on him, he either he squanders them. And that's why he was uh, moved from Miami. So hopefully the move to Portland can uh, give him a little kick in the ass and he can he can take advantage and, and help this team because if he's able to make a legitimate difference, the Portland Trailblazers are definitely going to uh, matter and I mean, hell, they could even move their way up into the Western Conference Finals. So they could make themselves a part of the, uh, the conversation when it comes to contenders. Now, um, please take notice that I did not mention the Mavericks in any of these. I feel like they are in the middle of the road uh, when it comes to the landscape of the NBA, and that's just right now. Now, if Luka Doncic can um, take that next step like it looks like he's ready to do, and when I say take that next step, I mean averaging um, uh, up closer to 30 points a game on the other side of 25 uh, a game in addition to keeping up with his rebounds, which is about six, seven a game. And his assist, which is about the same, six, seven a game. So if he can elevate himself to that level, I feel like then we're we're talking about five, uh, five seed, six seed um, in the Western Conference. Uh, but like I was uh, saying earlier, that's going to wrap up the um, my sleepers, my bottom five, and my top five when we're speaking about um, the whole landscape of the NBA. Now, as far as the Mavericks go, they had a relatively uh, mundane. Let's just that feel like that's a better word. They had a mundane preseason. Nothing really to uh, nothing really to laugh at. 
Um, they, they, Rick Carlisle deployed a lot of different lineups to see exactly what he has and different players. Um, they went one and three throughout the whole uh, preseason. Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis did not play actually the uh, first to get the first preseason game that they had against the Thunder out in Tulsa. He didn't even play that game, so both of them didn't play. So we didn't get to see much, but we have saw a lot of the reserves, which has been encouraging as well. Come, my takes coming from the preseason is that KP looks healthy. Um, he looks as though he looks. He doesn't look in basketball shape. He does look extra. He looks really, really healthy, and he looks. Like he's ready to to play NBA basketball. Now, whether or not if that can equal production, we'll have to see. But he does look like he's uh, he's ready to play. And I just hope that can translate uh, on the court form. He's looked really, really good. He's been doing step back jumpers. The threes have been a bit inconsistent, which, you know, you can probably you can probably expect that with this being his first uh, real game action in almost two years. So um, it, it's going to man, like I keep continue to say this and I'll say it over and over. Um, I'm going to have to come up with a new phrase or something because I can't just continue to say it's fun. But uh, I'm just intrigued to see how everything's going to mesh. The Mavericks, along with a lot of other squads in the NBA, um, uh, have storylines that can just continue and grow. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. One of uh, another another question that a lot of people have been asking is whether or not Luka can become an all-star, which um Initially, like every other Maverick fan, I wanted to jump on that and, and completely agree. Like, yes, no question. But the one thing about that is in order to add Luka to the All-Star team, you're going to have to take someone off. So what I did is I pulled up the All-Star team from last year, and it's going to be really difficult to take someone off of this squad with the advent, without the advent of injury. Um, we have LeBron James, James Harden, Kevin Durant. He won't be there. So that's an open spot. You have Dame Lillard. Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns. You had Dirk last year, but he was a right in. Um, you had Steph Curry, Paul George, Lamarcus Aldridge, Clay. He won't be there because he's out with injury. Nikola Jokic, and then you had Russell Westbrook. Now I'm hoping that's also another spot with Westbrook being out because I don't feel like. Well, it's possible, but both of them making the All Star team on the same squad, I feel like one of one of their numbers is going to suffer because of the them playing together. So. It, it's but but who knows who knows but um once again when adding when you want uh, when saying that you want Luca to make the also team the advent of having someone taken off is going to be difficult to it's, it's just difficult in general to pick somebody to take off um generally I lean towards maybe Lamarcus Aldridge taking him off possibly uh he has a down year or something of that nature and maybe they can slide in and maybe those other two spots but then you have uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's not on there. Um, C.J. McCollum, these are the guys that Luka's going to be competing with for that uh, for that slot. In addition, if even Kristaps, if he can even play up to his level, he may be, may be even uh, competing with his own teammate to make that spot. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how it um, how it plays out. Um, Luka definitely have the opportunity to slot in there, but who knows. Um, I did want to also give my predictions in regards to how they finished the season. Um, initially, I prognosticated that they would win 48 games and losing 34. And further review, I feel like that may be a bit much. Um, that would be almost a, how many games did it turn around? Seven, 15 game turnaround from last season. Last season, they went 33 and 49. After really, really thinking more in depth, I think more realistic would be 40 wins, 42 losses, 
is a bit more reasonable. Um, that gives them a seven game improvement. Um, that'd be the improvement and the progress that we would like to see as married friends and the organization would honestly like to see just to solidify that they are moving the squad and the whole organization in the right direction. Um, if it's not already clear, that would even make it that make it even more clear. So um, it's it's definitely going to be a fun season. Um, I look forward to checking out each game um, and seeing exactly how this all meshes. Um, once again, another player that I'm really, really excited to see uh, this season is going to be DeLon Wright. His length and uh, his ball handling skills is going to be a wonderful addition for the team. If he's able to impact the squad on the defensive end, that's also be another, uh, another way that he can impact the game and increase his minutes. If he can... If he can fit a role uh, similar to that of uh, Mike Finley, like um, Tim Hardaway Jr. suggested, I feel like if both of them can kind of take make, both of them can equal one Mike Finley, that's good enough for the team um, because they Tim Hardaway doesn't ham, Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't handle the ball as much as Delon Wright, and he probably shoots it a little bit better than Delon Wright. But they both have the ability to impact the defensive end the way that Mike Finley did which I feel like is going to be more important than their offensive production. We have two superstars who are able to get buckets at seemingly any point in time they want, as long as both of those guys are able to spot up and shoot consistently. And not even uh, if they're, if the shots are not even going, not even falling, if they can uh, make one dribble and create or uh, just be a facilitator on offense for Luka and um, Keke, that that's going to, that's going to bode well for the uh, Mavericks moving forward. This this season is going to be one of one to remember. There's no doubt that uh, there are expectations, but those expectations are definitely warranted. Um, which meaning that, which basically means that everybody thinks this, the squad can be good. So I can't wait to to pack and uh, be in, in the American Airlines Arena when it when it goes down because it's definitely going to be uh, interesting. And we'll be right back, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with those fantasy uh, nuggets. I have the top five players to avoid, the top five players that you gotta get, and then your top five sleeper picks. You're gonna need these before you do that draft tonight uh, before the season starts. So uh, keep it locked, y'all, and I'll be right back. It is not too late. Your boys got you covered for your fantasy uh, basketball draft. Uh, make sure you check these out. I know I gave you guys a few nuggets on the last episode, but I've also done some additional research to provide some additional numbers and some different uh, some different perspectives you guys can use when you uh, before you take on your next draft. The uh, season starts Tuesday. We just had our draft for my league on yesterday. No, actually on Friday. So um, I also did uh, 15 mock drafts in preparation of, of that one. So I definitely was able to notice some trends and some different things that you guys may be able to take advantage of whenever you take on your next league. I was pretty successful in my particular draft. I was able to snag LeBron James uh, with the number one pick. I also was able to draft, grab um, Bradley Beal in addition. So I, I feel as though I was successful in my draft and I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out uh, with with, uh, with my squad. Uh, let's take a look here. Now I'm on my team. I was able to snag LeBron, Bradley Beal, uh, De'Aaron Fox. I was able to, to grab a, uh, yeah, I was able to grab a, a few players that I'm, I'm particularly excited about seeing this year. Bradley Beal being one, De'Aaron Fox, CJ McCollum, Tobias Harris, Stephen Adams, uh, also Demontre 
Demontis Sabonis, the uh, power forward from uh, Indiana. So my squad, I feel, is stacked. I was able to grab Joe Ingles as well. I gave him last last episode as a particular uh, sleeper uh, for you guys to definitely take advantage of. Um, this particular episode, I was able to come up with, uh, with all the research I did with the uh, 15 particular mock drafts that I completed. I have your top five players to avoid, um, your top five must-haves. So uh, these are guys that if you have the ability to grab them, grab them. Waste no time. Don't um, don't even think about it. Just get them on your roster immediately. And then I also have some sleepers that you guys can take uh, advantage of. Uh, some rookies and also some some vets to take a look at. Um, now let's get this kicked off. First off, um, the, one of the major trends that I noticed was the fact that nobody was um, drafting Harrison Barnes. Um, I know that's last year he was kind of high on the uh, the fantasy radar because of uh, his previous performances but uh, this particular year he has fallen um most most drafts that i i participated in only had uh, 10 teams and they went about 13 rounds and he um he wasn't selected so, uh, that is definitely something that you can uh, look at and understand that Harrison Barnes even in the uh the league that i that i, I did just the other day we went 13 rounds deep and he actually was selected in the 12th round. So I feel as though that's a, in your typical league, that's gonna be a guy that you want to avoid uh, in addition to um, also through Chris Paul on this list. A lot of people are high on him. Um, I just think his performance is gonna be due to circumstance. Um, early in the season, you may be able to take advantage of him, but as the season wanes, I feel as though the Thunder are gonna try to lose games and, and that's not in Chris Paul's DNA. So um, later on, closer to the All-Star break, you can look for them to uh, to spare his minutes in, in the hopes of uh, <laughs> losing games, to be honest. Um, I also put uh, Russell Westbrook on this list in addition to uh, Gordon Hayward. Um, uh, both of their numbers. Uh, Gordon Hayward, I just feel like is gonna be stuck in between a rock and a hard place. He's coming, um, coming back from his first full season. Uh, hopefully, I hope he he is healthy finally, but I just feel like he, he he won't be able to perform and put up those big numbers that you need in order to, uh, it, it depends on honestly where you pick him. Um, if you're picking him in, in your top three or four, I feel as though that uh, you're wasting your time. I, I feel like after that fourth, fifth pick, he'll, he'll be a good asset for you. Now, in regards to Russell Westbrook, you will want to pick him around that four or five range. I think if you're picking him one, two or three, you're, uh, you're misguided. I, I don't know if he'll be able to still put up those big numbers with uh, James Harden in the backcourt with him. Now, like I've said before, I can gladly eat my words with that, but when you have two ball-dominant guys like that, somebody's going to have to sacrifice. With Russell Westbrook being the new guy, no better candidate. <laughs> now, moving on, on forward, you have your uh, top five must-have. These are the guys that you want on your team. Uh, you need them on your team if you're going to be um, successful. Once again, these are the guys that I noticed that were consistently being taken at the uh, top of each draft that I did uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout last week um, number one on this list is going to be anthony davis obviously and then also you have Giannis. um drew holiday um, was also on this list and then naturally you're going to have uh, lebron on that list as well um i'd be a, a miss to uh, not put him on that list that would just be uh, ridiculous and then james harden steph curry naturally uh, uh those guys as well and in addition some sleepers that uh, honorable mentions um i placed uh drew holiday stephen adams cj mccollum and Dame, both of those guys, CJ McCollum and Dame, both both of those guys, you um, definitely want to take advantage and put both of those guys on your squad. My sleeper, I didn't know whether to put him as uh, as a sleeper or as a must-have was Zion, and this was before his knee injury. Um, I feel like if you can snag him, it'd be definitely be an advantage because when he does play, 
he's definitely going to be impactful. He proved that in the preseason. It's just tough to stay in front of him. Uh, his big wide shoulders, he's 6'6", six, six, I do believe they said, and about two, 245 uh, naturally. And, it, and you see that progression here in the NBA. When The older the player gets, they generally slim down. So you can look for him to slim down as his career progressive, progresses. But uh, here this season, I feel like when he does get in the game, he'll be impactful. He'll be a, a good utility player to place on your roster if you can... Uh, but I always have a solid backup for him because um, just based on his tenure, he, he'll be out uh, just a little nursing that knee injury. And we know that just from the uh, preseason. Now, naturally, um, also you have those sleepers as well. These are guys that are under the radar and some rookies that I, I took notice during the preseason that, that may be able to help you um, on your fantasy roster. And that's a Nikhil Alexander-Walker over in New Orleans, uh, Kobe White in Chicago, and Tyler Hero out in Miami. Both of those, all three of those guys were able to shoot the ball tremendously well and, uh, and make an impact for the team. And, and honestly, were able to get some, uh, some wins as well. Um, so those, those three guys, as far as rookies, they're going to be able to perform for you and hopefully get you some uh, buckets and some, some wins. Uh, those three guys uh, have uh, proven in the preseason that they can produce. So hopefully if they can transition that to uh, the NBA regular season, uh, we'll see exactly how that goes. Uh, also, uh, some vets on this list. And these guys that I, I mainly noticed were being taken earlier and earlier in the mock drafts that I did, which was uh, kind of odd. But um, and I, I take it as though I, I just don't know how to uh, necessarily take it. I didn't know how to um, break that necessarily down, why they were being picked this way. But these were guys that I noticed that were being, being picked high in the rankings. And that was uh, Joe. Uh, Inglis, he was always taken um, fourth, fifth pick, which was odd to me. Uh, Zach Levine, him as well, he was in that list. And then also Mike Conley. So I look for those uh, three guys to be uh, some sleepers for you. I have an honorable mention in Kevin Knox. Uh, he's a sleeper for the Knicks. Um, a lot of people are going to focus uh, their attention to Julius Randle and maybe Dennis Smith Jr. But I, I know that Kevin Knox is right there as well. He'd be able to uh, produce for you. And, and he was able to do so early in the preseason, a bit inconsistent. But once again, like these are sleepers. So the, uh, you shouldn't be counting on these guys to produce for you um, in your lineup. Now, also uh, in regards to uh, put to put a Maverick spin on this, your top, your, uh, clearly your top Mavericks that you want to grab are Chris Stapps and uh, Luca. Both of these guys were taken early in every ranking. I mean, in every ranking. Wow. Every uh, draft that I did, they were taking either Luca generally first, they were either generally in the second or third round. Chris Stapps was generally going in the third or fourth round. But um, both of those guys were taken really early. The um, expectations of them were clear it's pretty much uh, NBA fans see it as well. So naturally, uh, you want to grab those guys. Now, after them, some sleepers that I noticed know, uh, were DeLon Wright. He continued to go early. Um, and then Dwight Powell as well. But his injury is going to impede you from, from grabbing him. So uh, you want to make sure that you keep an eye on that. Also, within the last, uh, within the last preseason game, we were able to notice uh, that Tim Hardaway Jr., he's, he's shooting the ball uh, well. You also may want to look at Jalen Brunson. Those are some sleepers. But uh, for the most part, if you're looking to for superstars on your roster, Luka and KP aren't a bad way to go. But just keep in mind that you're going to have to grab them early uh, because they're going and they're going fast. This has been fun. Episode four, guys. I can't believe we're on episode four. Um, I can't wait for the season to begin on Tuesday. Make sure you give this um, a, a rating and make sure that you uh, give me any comments, any feedback. I'll gladly take all of them. Make sure you look for me on Twitter 
at Senior Takes, uh, and I'll be sure to drop my articles and, and things of that nature in my post about the Mavericks. I'll continue to provide those. I've gotten considerable feedback, and, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, the, once again, the Mavericks play on Wednesday versus the Wizards, and LA versus LA on the nightcap on Tuesday. Pelicans, Raptors on the early game. So uh, I'll check you guys later, and make sure you hit me up on Twitter. Be blessed. Peace.